welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast, where we believe there's no single right way to produce, publish, or promote your work. Only what's right for you. In every episode, we'll talk about common writing roadblocks and how to overcome them so you can keep your stories rolling. Welcome to the Author Wheel Podcast. So this month, um, in our quick tips, we've been talking about planning for 2024. In week one, we tackled the review process. In week two, we talked about clarifying 2024 mission and setting goals. And then last week, we simplified our projects so that we're focused on just the actions that move us toward those goals. Um, And now it's time to implement a workflow. So if you missed any of those tips, make sure you go back and listen. This is a little bit of a chronological progression this month um, because you kind of have to do, not entirely, I mean, there can be a little bit cyclical, but it's it's helpful to kind of do your review first and then your clarify and then your simplify and now your implement. So there you go. Go back and listen and then come back and listen to today. But yes. now on to the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So one of the first things um, that we like to talk about when we're going to the really the granular level where we're starting to pull out our calendars and we're starting to put these tactics down on paper and all that, it is good, again, to do a little mini review. What worked last year and what didn't work last year, but rather that that it being at the big goal level of things, we're now talking about the daily activities and the systems that you had in place. So systems are what you use to optimize your workflow. And, you know, this is a big problem. A lot of people, you can get snagged at any of these stages, but I think this is a big, a big uh, snag stage. You either have created a system that is really inefficient really doesn't work for you, or you never bothered, and this is more me, <laughs> you never bothered creating a system. I just go, oh yeah, good idea. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So how, Megan, you are really the queen of this. You're, this is like, in fact, I was just thinking about this. When you really launch all your author coaching, I think we should do a podcast episode that is you coaching me. And then I get free <laughs> author there, coaching. Okay, okay, <laughs> fair, fair. We can do that, yeah. yeah. So, so Megan, how do you create a workflow that will help you stay consistent? Yes. Well, really, I mean, there are a couple things to think about and, and we're probably not gonna get into all of it right now because that would be a very, very long episode. <laughs> and then was this supposed to be a quick tip? Yeah, yes, this I is know. a quick, this is a quick tip. But the, but the thing is, is it's all about really creating habits that you can stick with consistently. That's the fundamental piece of what I consider to be a, a good workflow. Um, so so my example for for me personally that has worked really well and it was something new that I had that I had tried in the past and failed at, but tried again uh, a few months starting a few months ago and it really really worked and that was my morning writing. And I was surprised by this quite honestly. I'm not a huge morning person. Um, in the past when I had tried it, I would wake up at like 5.30 in the morning and I'd try to write and my brain would just not turn on. So then I started trying to do other things where it's like, oh, well, I'd go do my workout that early in the morning. And then 
um, come back and, and uh, do my, my regular work, my writing or whatever later in the day. It all failed for various and sundry reasons. Um, but I went back and I looked at it again and I said, look, I'm not getting as much writing done as I would like to. I am not being as consistent at it as I would like to. So how can I make this work for me? And the habit that I created was I set my alarm for 6.15. It wasn't a ton of time because I have to start getting my kids ready for school at seven. So wake up at 6.15. By the time I get to my computer, even though I don't get coffee or anything else, I'm usually not to the computer until 6.30. So it's a half an hour, not a ton of time, but I did it every single weekday and I would check it off the list. And I didn't have to write a ton of words. I just had to get to my computer. I had to sit down. I had to open up my screen and I had to write something. <laughs> and as I mentioned on one of our previous shows, even when we were in Vegas at the 20 Books uh, Conference, I still did that. And I didn't always get a lot of words. One day I got mm -hmm. 16, one six. <laughs> hey. But I checked my box. <laughs> and in 16's better nothing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I created a system for myself where it was impossible not to achieve. It was an easy goal to hit. I was able to keep it up consistently. And because of that, I've made a lot more progress than I otherwise would have. Um, so I, I think that's kind of the thing you need to look at is what, again, it's always re reviewing the past, what worked, what didn't work, and then thinking through what can be tweaked to make it better or make it work if it didn't work, if that's something you still think is valuable, or deciding that it's just a waste of time and instead you need to do something completely different. Um, so that's systems in a nutshell. It's building those habits and making it easy on yourself in a way that's impossible not to achieve. So an, another another good system could be like, like we were talking about with Greta, doubling your mailing list and consistency. Yeah. Why has that worked or not in the past? So that is something that I have looked at. What one of the aspects for, it's not just doubling. I do want to double my mailing list, but I also want to maintain that I have, I have um, a good open rate and good uh, connection, I feel like, with a lot of my readers. They email me, they send me pictures of their dogs. I mean, they're my buddies and I love that and I want to keep that going. So um, I know that consistency and sending that newsletter every other week is what my choice has been, uh, is key to doing that. Because if you just email every so often and people aren't expecting it and they haven't heard from you for three months, they're like, who the heck is she? Um, unsubscribe, right? Mm -hmm. So what I looked at this year is that consistency, I was very consistent with sending the author wheel newsletters, but not as consistent with my fiction list. Why? So that was the analyzing thing. Well, the reason was for author wheel is like I knew exactly what to say every single week because it was basically the show notes plus our um, takeaways. So it was pre-planned. It was like brainless. I could have a headache and do it. I could be thinking about other things and do it. It didn't matter. And I had accountability because I would very much disappoint you, Megan, if I didn't do it. Or I would have to do it and then I'd yell at you. <laughs> yeah, or that. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Lord knows she's got, um, she's a mother with two preteen girls. She knows how to yell at you. So um, very nicely though. I yell at you nicely. Yeah. Yes. You never shame me. No. Uh, anyway. So, but I realized now when I, I did do one quarter this year, I did sit down and kind of pre-plan what my newsletters were going to be for my fiction side of the world. That quarter, I did really well mm-hmm. sending my newsletters. Then uh, due to various and sundry reasons, I never sat down and figured out the next quarter. So it was like doing them on the fly. And then I didn't know what to say. And I couldn't think of them. And then I would procrastinate. And then I would put it off. So a tactic for me this year is going to be to set aside time at the beginning of each quarter and to sit down and plan out what those emails would be. Mm-hmm. And what would be really amazing, and I'm not 100% sure I can do this, I will get back to you. My And saying it on the podcast is kind of accountability. So um, is that if I could actually set those emails up in drafts, and then the week that they're to be sent, just go in and kind of update them, add links, um, any new news that cropped up in the couple of weeks or whatever, so that it's just basically a quick edit and send, that would just be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that would really work for me because then it would be like the author wheel newsletter, right? Even if I have a headache, even if I don't feel inspired, it's all right. I just do it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think that's key. You just have to make it as easy as possible for yourself or impossible not to fail, right? Like not to... Well, not impossible. Not impossible. You could you could still, yeah, you could, you still, could still fail. Yeah. But unlikely. Right. Right. And one of the things that, that I have done that are, that I have done this entire last year, um, I did miss a little bit over the summer because my kids were home and it was summer and you know, what are you going to do? But, um, was I used, a uh, I have a workflow planning system now, um, that doesn't necessarily take into the, take into account the newsletter per se that you're talking about, but could, um, and that is that each, each quarter I sit down and I, you know, I did it. I started with the year. I did my goals for the year. And then I figured out what my priorities were going to be for the year. And then I did that on a quarterly basis. So I set my priorities for the quarter. And then I broke that down into months and I did the months and I wrote this all down in a bullet journal. And then I broke it down into, you know, the, the weekly tasks and, and for tasks, I use the Todoist app on my phone and well, all my devices really. Um, but so I was able to break it all down, keeping in mind the goals that we set, the strategy that we work, that we already, you know, walked through and everything. Um, and when it came down to the implementation, I had the daily, you know, check boxes that I could, that I could go through. I think that's super, super helpful. So some combination of apps or spreadsheets or written journals, diaries, calendars, um, you have to find the tools that will work for you that, again, fit into your life, that fit into your workflow. But once you have those, I think it makes everything so much easier just to kind of keep up. It's like once you get the ball rolling, it just wants to keep rolling, assuming there's not too much friction in the way. So you got to get rid of the friction. Yeah, I think that's really good. Uh, I did want to recommend 
uh, the, when you were talking about how you do the year and then break it up into quarters and then the quarters into months and, and so on. Um, I did want to recommend a book that I read a number of years ago that I think I'm going to pull out, at least breeze through again. And it's called The 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. And it, according to this book, there's actually some um, data like psychological data that shows that really having um, any kind of project management type thing, which is what we're really talking about here, Mm -hmm. you know, that's longer than 12 weeks. It doesn't work for most people. Like our brains can only handle project managing something for about 12 weeks at a time. So if you know that in advance, that's really helpful. Like you can have the big picture goals for the year. And I would even argue you can have the big picture goals or strategies for each quarter. But once you're getting down to actually breaking it into the the steps, the tactics, the tasks, the, you know, the weekly tasks and that 12 weeks is about all you can do at a time anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, that is a good book. If you want, if you want to learn more about that and, um, you had a book you loved too. Why don't you tell them about that? Yeah. So about a year ago, I guess, was that all? Gosh, it seems longer than that. Um, I read Good Strategy, Bad Strategy by Richard Rummelt. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but R-U-M-E-L-T. Um, and it really went into more detail on the difference between strategy and tactics and how to analyze, you know, whether your strategy is actually working um, or not. And what's just lip service on a mission statement or corporate values versus what's actually accomplishing business goals. Um, it's not geared towards writers. It is not geared. It's definitely a business book. Yeah. So is the 12 week year. It's a business book. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, it's worthwhile if you're confused about, you know, what makes a strategy good or bad. What's the difference between strategy and tactics and all of that too. So those books will be listed in our bookshop and that link will be in the show show notes. And I think we have a link on the author wheel website as well. Um, In addition to these two titles, we list other books that we recommend everything from craft to business to our own books and everything in between. So go check that out. So we hope this primer on building an author strategy was helpful. Um, we hope this month you got a lot out of it and are ready for 2024. We wish you all the best for a happy, healthy, and productive new year. And we'll see you in January. Are you an aspiring author? Stop by www.authorwheel.com stuff to download the top five writing roadblocks aspiring authors must overcome. Thank you for listening to the Author Wheel Podcast, hosted by Greta Boris and Megan Haskell, edited by Jim Wilborn.